For the first time. For the first time in a long time. It is the 28th of July. Oh my god. What was our last episode? Like, March. March something, right? Yeah, it may have even been February. Now that I think about it. Well, shit's been crazy. Uh, hopefully all six of our listeners. There was seven, but now there's six, unfortunately. It's a, it's a shame. But here we are. We're back. And you know what today is? It's hockey season again. It is hockey season. It's the perfect type of season. I watched a baseball game. That's how desperate I was for sports. I don't mind baseball. A lot of people don't like baseball. I, I like baseball. I like playoff baseball, but like the entirety, the entire game of baseball, watching it, it's kind of a drag sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of games, too. It's like, what is it, like 100 and. I can't even just too many. Too many games. games. I'm not a baseball person, so. Yeah, I watched, I watched the Phillies just suck. Just, just desperate for sports. Um, they're having a huge COVID problem. So, yeah, I heard. I that don't. It's been an issue with baseball. It's going to be an issue with a lot of sports who aren't adapting the the bubble format. I did see uh, in Japan instead of since they can't have fans in the seats, they put stuffed animals. It's like the whole background yeah. is just stuffed animals. <laughs> they're all ridiculous looking. Really? That's weird. Well, baseball put weird giant heads like behind the dugouts and stuff, and then the home plate just of people, mostly like nurses. So I'm sure that that's like an initiative Is or that something, something that like really bothers people. Is like I have to see people in those seats. Like the Florida Panthers have been playing like that for years. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that the uh, first of all, we have a new team in the league, you know, uh, for, oh man, there's so much to get into. Why don't we start there? For, Flyers won, guys, by Fly, the way. We'll Flyer, get to it. Flyers, Flyers won. They did, they did win. Yeah. They look good, too. The Kraken. Right, the Krakens. And uh, I think we, we like the names, don't like the jerseys. I think yeah. that's the Flying P podcast consensus here. The, uh, jerseys, um, it, the jersey looks like Trogdor, you know. The it does. Drop it door. does. But I want to hear some juicy information. Mm. Uh, the Krakens already have more followers than the uh, Florida Panthers. And they're not even a team yet. They don't even have players. Wait, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. It makes know, you feel a little. <laughs> I know, like, it's low hanging fruit, like, picking on the Panthers and the, ooh, Panthers don't have fans thing. But they don't have fans. Like, they don't have fans. I think we have more fans than the Panthers do. Uh, no. They have at least eight. We have six, okay? We were gaining on them, but... <laughs> uh-huh. <Co> yeah. <laughs> Shame. Outdone by the but yeah, fans. that's... Also, let's talk about the fact that the Coyote are going into the playoffs right as their GM's leaving. Interim coach? Yeah, he just quit. He did just quit. He left. Um, did we end up finding out why, or is it still like, ah, oh, he just disappeared because he hates us? I think, um, I read in the comments that he accepted another business venture, which is crazy. Like, absolutely crazy to just, just be like, ah, I'll do something else. Terminate the rest of my contract in the middle of a playoff run. Fuck it. <laughs> no. I don't give a shit. I just don't feel like coaching anymore. I'm just gonna go fly airplanes or something. I don't know. And what do the people do in Arizona? They sent they sent a, an offer to uh, Taylor Hall, who they're hoping to re-sign, which would make sense. Uh, he's expected to get like 8 10 mil next year. They, they tried to sign him for a nice crisp 7. <laughs> he's not going to take 7, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no, I mean, the fact that their, their GM literally quit Days before the playoffs start is just a no. He's the he's getting the fuck out of there. He doesn't want to see that whole thing crash and burn. No, it's a shame because they have a fantastic goaltender, and I thought we were finally starting to see life in Arizona. It'd be nice to actually see some of those teams that were struggling for so long start doing a little better. Yeah, I think we're gonna see it. I mean, if Bob hadn't uh, laid an absolute egg for the Panthers this year, they probably would have gotten some more fans. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's like, it's like they have a top-tier offense and no defense. That's why they can't win. 
But enough about these other teams. They don't matter. Let's talk about the one team that does. The motherfucking Philadelphia Flyers. You know what the Flyers did today? They won a game. They Ex- won a game. Exhibition game, but they did win but a hold game. Up. Not only did they win a game, you know what they did? They won a game against uh, uh, a Pittsburgh Penguin. A pair of dirty Yeah, buddy. Oh, and they look good. So ultimately, this game did come down to overtime, and the Flyers ended up winning 3-2. to two. Shots were in the Penguins' favor, 26-22. to 22. Face-offs were also in the Penguins' favor, but I will say that they have a Flyers started this game, like one for eight, one for nine in the face-offs. Yeah. And... They didn't get blown out. They really bought it back. It was only 49% to 51%. So. Yeah, that was funny. We were both watching the game together. It was just like, what happened to the face-offs? That was like our thing, our little joke. Yeah. That we always do so the well useless face- stat. face-offs. And... They let us down. It's not really that right useless, away. though, because like it helps a lot. Penalty killing, power plays, keeping the puck where you want it to be. Like, winning a face-off is a good thing. Oh, it's a great thing, especially... I wish that they could break it down to offensive and defensive zone. I wish they could break it down to offensive and defensive zone face-offs to get a better... I'm sure there's advanced analytics and we could find it, but it's not on NHL.com, so I don't know. I don't know where it is. I, I run through, like, 15 different websites looking for different stats because none of them, like, have everything, and the ones that do have everything are so convoluted and difficult, you can't find anything. Yeah, and then it, it's not like NHL stats are incredibly accurate all the time, you know? We know from our fantastic fantasy hockey days that, like, sometimes nobody takes any shots. Sometimes there's extra shots. Sometimes they take away shots, and then you lose a game by point three points. Hey, maybe it's the playoff game, and maybe you're knocked out of the playoffs due to that. And then you would have done, <laughs> you would have beaten the person who ended up winning if you had just got those point two points. But no, you lost. You're out of the playoffs because... I'm sorry. Um, anyway, the Flyers won. Uh, their penalty kill was perfect. Fantastic. And Penguins were 0 for 3 on the power play. And in my opinion, they just look like the better team, hands down. They let up on the gas a little bit late in the third. Uh, the Pens were really pushing, and it paid off. They ended up getting a goal. But Carter Hart looked great. Elliott looked really sharp. To my surprise... Austin's bear looked really good. He had a very great game. Yeah, it's good to see Ghost actually <clears throat> feeling better, especially since he was complaining about having another knee injury. Or didn't he just get surgery or something he was saying on the other he, knee? Yeah, he had a cartilage issue and had to get an additional surgery on the right knee. But the, but the previous big one was on the left knee. So at least it wasn't the same knee. Yeah, so it's like, this poor dude. I don't know, he's been... Having a hard season, so it's good to see him doing something. He looked good. Uh, he was making good passes. He was fast. Um, you know who else looked pretty good? I don't know. Let me know. Uh, Hazy. God damn. This man was a, was, a, was a scoring machine. He had one unassisted goal, hit the crossbar on our only power play, had a great chance in overtime he, he was just he just uh he shoot the puck and then it's in a danger zone so he was looking good boots as well was another player who stood out to me he looked really good i mean there was there was a bunch but uh those are just the ones that i i noticed anyway oh my god all right so yeah so like we came into this kind of looking for some different things like looking at how would how would ghost play that was one thing and we saw that he played really well we we both said that Hayes was probably going to be the difference maker so far, and if this game is anything to go by, definitely was. We were also saying that Carter Hart is going to kind of be the anchor for our success, and that sucks for him, but it's also great for him. You know, it's his first. Right, that's NHL a whole aspect. And he's never had to go through this, but he he's one other cups so he should be okay but the nhl right. playoffs that's the big one it's true and like you know uh as we we finish recapping this game um we'll talk about it so like this is over now it's in the books 
And the next time we play, Sunday, 3 p.m., we start the round robin against the uh, Boston Bruins. So what would you think is your main concern going into the playoffs for this Philadelphia team here? Uh, so my main concern is definitely how is Carter Hart going to hold up? Uh, I think that's a lot of people's concern. Uh, I have a lot of faith in him. He looked really strong today. I also am not so worried when we have Moose to take over. Uh, I, unlike a lot of people, have a lot of faith in him. Um, he played really the well numbers. when uh, when Carter Hart was injured with his abdominal. I think he had to get surgery, right? Or it wasn't Something like that. I can't even remember anymore. It's been so long. He, he went down though, yeah. And he was, I think, five one and one. In the out yeah. of nine games, he played seven of them, five one and one. So I, that, he did really well. He wasn't ever yeah, he had a win. Out. I can think of a couple times, no, but I mean during I, that stretch. <laughs> no, that last game was horrendous. But that that was the ridiculous part is he just finished going five one and then got that one, and everyone's like, "Oh, fucking Elliot, why did they sign oh, yeah, him? I'm a Philadelphia get, yeah, fan, okay. and I don't know what I'm talking about." Marr! Well, Sorry, I had to call out Philadelphia real quick. Uh, I'm going to call out Philadelphia. Like, I love Philadelphia. But there's something wrong with with some Flyers fans. Like, they don't understand the game of hockey. Or they just like to argue about their wrong points and get just, just think that they're right. And I, I'd like to think that's all sports. But I don't know. It, it's it's something something particularly special about our fan base. Well, they're probably thinking the same thing about you right now. Yeah, I know. And they're wrong. <laughs> okay? I'm the hockey guy. I know everything. I played it my whole life. I went to the Olympics. I'm best friends with Steve Mason. We go on walks to the park together. And pizza sometimes parties. he gives me some... Yeah, pizza parties for sure. Wayne Simmons. Like, I know my stuff. They don't know. I don't know yeah. anything. Didn't you watch the game with Wayne Simmons today? Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. That's a, that's what we did. It, it looked like you had a blast with Queen. I did. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're actually all in a bubble together for the playoffs. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the food the food's delicious. So you were also See? excited that uh, Frost was practicing. Came yeah, to I think... be nothing, but you were excited. Uh, well, it wasn't nothing actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna cut you off real quick. Our uh, our our boy Coots, little girl. Right. What's her name? Elizabeth. Was it Emily? Elizabeth. It began, it began with an E. I don't know. He was keeping everything pretty secret, so I didn't actually bother looking very hard. They, they announced it at the game today, but I'm hearing impaired, so you can't count on me for anything. That's all right. I'm completely brain impaired. So, but yeah, little girl. It's it's. Um, so that's why Frost was playing. <laughs> was Frost actually playing or practicing? I don't think he played. He was playing on the first line in practice. Oh, in practice. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah also, you want to talk about players that the Flyers took with them. They also took Oscar Lindblom with them. So he's part of their official bubble. Yeah, he's not part of the team, though. Right. Like, yeah, he's he, definitely not playing. But That slot went to Igor Zamula. That number fifty four. Who? <laughs> Igor Zamula. Oh, oh, is, it, is, is he who was like, who the fuck is fifty four? He's moving his ass a little slow. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, you were like, who is this guy? Yeah, and there, yeah. There was a couple times where I'm like, why aren't you at the puck, dude? Why aren't you moving your fucking feet? Yeah, it's a like, twenty year old prospect who uh, had surgery, and they're like, we need someone. We're gonna give him a shot. So, Igor Samula is getting shot. <laughs> it didn't look like, you know, he didn't mess anything up. Did fine. Yeah, well, he was just a little slow. Maybe it's that surgery he's trying to break off. I don't know. <laughs> I was just, I was shocked to see him. I was like, the fuck's going on? So, we have Boston this Sunday. And I actually don't know who's next. Is it then the Caps and then Lightning? Uh, or is it Lightning and then the Caps? We should probably know this ahead of time. Shane, it's, uh... Capitals on Thursday, uh, to be decided. Oh, and then uh, on Saturday, it's uh, Tampa Bay to be decided. 
man, I'm really glad that we took the time and effort to look this up before we decided to start our stream. Yeah, it's stream always, podcast. It's always a great idea to have all of your information ready. Yeah, you want to look really smart for all the six listeners because if you don't, it'll go down the five. Yeah, your mom's gonna be pissed when she hears it. Yeah. Yeah, and if we if we go down to four, I quit the podcast. So. <laughs> That's Wait. just that's just how it is. I'm waiting for your lady to chime in in the background. I unsubscribed. And so no, that's it. Sorry. This is the uh, welcome back for the Flying P podcast and the last one. Thanks you so much for coming. We've had a lot. Uh, it's of, really uh, meant the world to me. We've had a lot of quote unquote last episodes. If you think back, yeah. we've had a lot where we we're like, eh, if this happens, we're never going to record again. There's a lot of those things out there, and there still are, and maybe they'll come to fruition. Or maybe you'll never get rid of us. So, I mean, this is the first year the Flying P podcast has been a thing. And uh, I've got to say, uh, pros and cons, Flyers make it to the playoffs. It, I, I'd like to think it had a lot to do with us. Uh, yeah, but then there's this whole COVID <laughs> thing. You know, is that our fault? <laughs> hey, we made it to uh, second in the East, right? So, yeah, almost so, first. Would have been first. Mm. Still could be first. I mean, we're getting reseeding going on right now, so. So I like to see. I'm just gonna just gonna jump in actual Flyers talk now. I'd like I liked to see that our team was actually playing strong on all four lines. I've said before that this is kind of like our strong suit, and having all our depth is what really pushes us along. And that's exactly what we had. We had a. a Goal by Coots, even though it was kind of a funny bounce off someone's leg. Still a goal. Still good. It's in. Uh, got Hayes scoring goals. <laughs> that that beauty. And then, and then the little tiny ringer. And then we had Lawton, who had a, An OT. a beautiful overtime shot. Not even a shot. It was you like guys a little doinker. Yeah, yeah, it's a perfect pass from TK. Splits the ice. They're just on the on the same page. TK also had a very strong game. He's like the first flyer to start checking. Uh, he had at least four or five hits that I saw. Yeah, it was um, him and Farabee. So Farabee almost killed him, man. I didn't see who he hit, but but yeah, yeah, Far. He's got to stop that. He's got a little. <laughs> he has a little edge to him. He's been suspended for that, you know. He went hard. I forget who he tried to hit, but he went hard at him. And they were both behind the net. And he, like, came in and he pulled his check last second right as the guy's face was diving into the boards because he almost just, like, snapped the dude's neck. Well, that would have been problematic for a couple different reasons. Yeah, that's a suspension at the minimum. Yeah. yeah. There might be more. He pulled the check like he knew to stop. I'm not saying he was trying to. The guy fell on his own. But... Yeah, it's, his, it's his fault. He fell down the stairs. Don't worry about it. Did, uh, but Flyers looked great. Uh... I didn't notice if Dumoulin came back or not. He got hit. No, he said he did not return. Yeah. No, yeah. He's he hurt. That shot um, and got hurt. That sucks. Exhibition game. Not worth it. No, no. And that was really win, win or loss. That, that could really doesn't matter at all. This is about shaking the rust off and staying healthy. And as far as I'm aware, the Flyers have not sustained any injuries this game, which means they are entering the playoffs 100% healthy. Which is, this is crazy. I hear a lot of talks of like some people saying that this is, this cup is dwarfed or it's easier to get and should have an asterisk. I'm like, there's more teams. Everybody's healthy. There's no momentum. The starting point is the same. I think this is the hardest quest to the cup there has been. Yeah, it seems like to me it's more difficult. I, I understand what people are saying, like, because some of the teams that are here shouldn't really have been here but they have to have that run up to the cup that they stopped they skipped you know it's just the fact that there were so many teams like within a couple points that like you know we really didn't know how the bottom the last two spots were two to three spots were really going to end up until potentially the last day of the season and that's yeah. not fair for those teams some people are saying freeze it as it is and some people are saying just play anyway and you know all that stuff so i this is i this, Hockey's back. I'm good. <laughs> That's my thing. Hockey's back. Uh, oh, yeah. And if anything, I feel like it's probably, like you said, probably more difficult. Yeah, I would I, I would think so. And just especially because it's just uh, a lot of a lot of stress. You don't get to go home, you know. 
these guys have to be away from their family too. I mean, the bubble life, bubble life sounds horrible, especially if you just had a kid. You know, just uh. Yeah, I saw some of the tweets about that. Elliot commented on Coots having the baby. He said, "I feel bad for him. You're having a kid and then having to leave right away. Like that sucks." And then Elliot was getting texts from his kids, like, "When are you coming home, Daddy?" Like it breaks your heart. Oh, just breaks your heart. <laughs> Shatters that. Icy but never. Heart. Did you get that milk yet? It's been years. Is your phone still on? Hello? Change your number? Why don't you ever get back to me? Shane, this isn't supposed to be about your dad. Oh, right. Sorry. This is a hockey podcast. My dad played hockey. So there we go. Jeez. All right. So that's the only thing it did for me is get me into the game of hockey. I saw a lot of really positive signs. Uh, I'm really happy with the way they performed. I know that it went to OT, but like, in my opinion, they were clearly the better team on the ice for majority of this game. Yeah, that and we had two goalies. Hey, the, um, so did yeah. they. No, yeah, I get that. And so that that can lead to different issues going into the game, warmed up, going into the game with the same motivation or the same energy. Um, so we, we had Hart let in one and we had Elliot let in one, which is fine. I expect a goal or two. They, they performed beyond my expectations. I was expecting some rust, and I didn't see much. There were some coordination things and some of the the bang, bang, bang plays that the you know, the set plays they weren't quite there. But like the passing was good, the pressure was good. They they got their four checked on. They uh, got pots to the net. Uh, their penalty minus that surge. Fantastic. Oh yeah, hands down. And and this is the thing they they've also denied the Penguins any momentum. Yeah, the whole second period, they were cutting off uh, passing lanes. They wouldn't let them forecheck. They were stopping them from moving the puck. Excuse me, moving the puck into the zone. They looked great defensively. And that's the bread and butter of this team. You know, we can't forget that it is uh, stopping teams from getting shots, uh, stopping those high, uh, high danger zone shots, getting sticks in the passing lane. You know, the the recipe for success was on point tonight. And that's, that's, you know, my biggest worry was, you know, the lack of home ice advantage, which was so important for the Flyers going into the playoffs, is going to be a little difficult to overcome. Kind of like what the announcers were saying today is, you know, AV is a smart guy and he plays the matchup game. So these round robins, you know, Flyers have nothing to lose coming in at the fourth spot and everything in the game in being able to get all the way up to the first spot. This is going to change who you're going to play in the, in the in the upcoming rounds as well so this is this is big uh thompson though on the other hand has that vet presence he's a, a excellent pk specialist you know you're going to mess with the line i, I imagine that we're going to see a, a couple different line shifts during this round robin we're going to see from all the teams playing i think uh i imagine elliot's going to play at least one of the three and i imagine Two of these these games, we're gonna have different lines just to just to test things out. Yeah, it's probably true, especially with going against teams like Boston and the Capitals and Tampa Bay. They're probably gonna to have to mess around with some different stuff, uh, especially having like solid penalty kill and stuff like that against Boston, especially because they are very good at uh, antagonizing and getting penalties um, called on the other teams. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look at all of these teams, there's not a lot of uh, holes. You know, I think the weakest team might be the Capitals just because they really haven't been clicking lately. But, I mean, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. I mean, the the amount of names that they have on their um, roster is ridiculous. Boston, the same thing. So this is a pretty unique opportunity to kind of test the waters and play really good teams before the playoffs even start. Yeah, and you were saying... You think that Tampa Bay will be the most difficult team out of the three for us? Yeah, I I think Tampa Bay is what we've most struggled with out of those three. If correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we we didn't we beat them, did we? This Tampa year? Bay, I don't think we ever beat them this year. That's what I'm saying. Now, granted, every one of those games have been incredibly close, so I'm not discouraged by the loss. It's just we've we've had the Capitals number this year. We've had Boston's number this year in all but one game, and it's uh, it's Tampa Bay that I I don't know. It seems like the Flyers struggle with, even going back to last year. Like we we struggle 
with that team. They're they're a fast team, uh, probably faster than us. And you know we play a speed game now too, so they kind of beat us to the punch sometimes. Tampa Bay's always been like that though, and they play really weird uh, four check lines that. In the past, the Flyers have mocked. I don't know if you ever saw that video where the Flyers mock and won't won't play into um, Tampa Bay's yeah. defensive lines. Yeah, I know that was yeah, like just... twelve years ago, but it's still funny. Oh man, they had the now that the puck always has to be yeah. moving rule and all that stuff because of it. We should sit down and try to figure out what team has influenced the most rule changes in the uh, NHL. It's probably like Montreal or something. I don't know. I think the Flyers had, I mean, I know, you know, Martin Brodeur single-handedly made them make the goalie box in the back. But I think the Flyers, the Broad Street Bullies, they they, they had a, a number of rules come into play because of them. Yeah. It, yeah, it's probably, it, if if it's not the Flyers, it's some original six team. It's got to be. Yeah. I, I would imagine. I mean, if you weren't looking for... You know, all the way back in like the twenties and the tens, like oh, how'd all the rules change? We're talking about like once fl- like hockey was really established as like a mainstay sport. Then I guess yeah, it, it could be. So a hockey update: Max Domi just left the ice. Max, that's a live update. Oh, yeah, man. he's kind of brittle though. I know, he's but been like getting hurt a lot this year. Fucking Montreal! The Canadians were like, "Oh, we're we're in the playoffs now. Why did we start selling? Because they were sellers at the deadline. Because there was no way they were making it. Yeah. So like, they are super. There's no. There's no way. They're they're they're. There's no way. They're so not beating Pittsburgh. You're calling a uh, Montreal getting the first lottery? No. No, I'll be furious. It's that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't hear a lot of things, so I want the things I do hear to be good, and that wasn't one of them. Let's give the first-round pick to a fucking playoff team, John. How does that sound? Does that sound good? Does it sound fun and smart? Good for the ratings? Well, that's what NHL is all about, right? The ratings. That's why we play the Pittsburgh Penguins every single exhibition game. Well, yeah. There's no we, other we, hockey we, teams for us to play. We a conversation about that. Let's talk about that. You I, don't, I can't. You. I know. I know it's stupid. I know. I know it's stupid. It's incredibly stupid. I just, I'm, I'm glad so that you know. tired. Like, there are 32 other teams. Or about to be. Yeah, but John, if you're going to put a game on primetime television, the last thing you want to see is the Arizona Coyotes and the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> I know. I get it. It's just like they can't have, like, Battle of the Coasts or, like... Right. I mean, I, I I wish there was more. Like, I wish we could uh, uh, expand that. You know, maybe play Boston a little bit. But like, all all the those big games are the NBCSN ones where they just suck the other team's dick. Frustrating. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we accidentally encountered that today, didn't we? Yeah. Well. I guess we were on the Penguins feed, but yeah, we were watching the Penguins feed by accident. We're sitting there like, why the hell do they keep sucking Crosby's dick? What is going on here? Oh my god, it was so bad. They they got done the first period. Flyers are up <laughs> two to one. They're just like, oh gee golly, there, pal. Like uh, uh Pittsburgh's top line is really just dominating. I'm looking again, so he's coming back off injury and he doesn't even look like he's hurt. doesn't even look like he, there's no hesitation in that shoulder at all, pal. I think I messaged, so yeah, yeah, I messaged you exactly what they said. Fucking announcers can't resist the pens. They said they scored yeah, the first on the Flyers as we start the second period. Meanwhile, 30 seconds before that, Hayes just scored. Like, right. Yeah, the go ahead. Uh, not the go ahead goal, but oh, the go ahead goal of the time. And then we realized. So yeah. Oh, this um, is the Penguins. <laughs> yeah, they're allowed. They should. They should be. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. Like, Talk about your team. No way. No coatsy or anything. Like what's going on? I thought it was yeah. just like an well, NHL I, broadcast usually, or something. Yeah, like a neutral party, just yeah. the most unneutral neutral party you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, like it was Scotia Bank Arena yeah. announcers or something. But, <laughs> but man, it, it it is good to have. I, I, guys, we're gonna have hockey 
every day, more or less, for weeks, for like a month. It's going to be amazing. If This is a beautiful time to be a hockey fan. Yeah, like multiple games per day. Yeah, there's going to be... And, and we have to think, though. Ice quality is going to be really something to look at because there's going to be three to four games on these rinks a day. So, you know, if you play early... You're getting that fresh ice, but, you know, there's only so much they can spruce up the ice in between games. Like, it's not going to be the same. So I'm wondering how the ice quality is going to be coming in, you know, third, fourth games. Yeah, what's the temperature in Toronto right now? I don't know, but we have Google. Google's always listening, probably could answer for you. Yeah, 77 degrees. So the high was 85. I don't know, Arizona can do it. They can have hockey yeah. and hot weather. I'm just wondering, like, if that ice is turning into slush or not. Like, <laughs> nah, I mean, if it's all inside, they have air conditioning and stuff. But, like, yeah, we should do an outdoor game. What do you think? Like, right about like, an outdoor playoff game? Yeah, outdoor playoff game in Arizona See, this... in the summer. That's the thing. <laughs> like, here's where they just fucked up. Should have gone to Alaska. Yeah, not hockey polo, but, like, let's bring the game back to the lake. That's what I'm fucking saying. Let's get a, a rink out, yeah, an and let's make lake. it pond hockey for the playoffs. Yeah, can you imagine that? Everyone with wooden sticks and, like, uh, figure skating. Uh, now, they would never do that, because if they got injured, they'd be like, this is stupid. Yeah, but, like, it'd be fun. It should do more things for our entertainment and less worry about the players and their well-being. I mean, Christ, just get on TV and play the game. Come on, man. Is there any uh, fresh NHL uh, news or anything going on? Anything different? Uh, Anything updatable? There's a lot of teams. uh, Free agency is going to be very interesting because the cap situation is going to be a little difficult for a lot of teams. Boston Bruins might be losing Jake DeBrusque. I think that is somebody the Flyers should look into. He's had her down a couple of years, but I think he's a talented kid. There's going to be a lot of talent on the market, and like just DeBrusque. a lot of sacrifices that, yeah, just a lot of a lot of sacrifices that teams would normally not have to make in situations like this. But it's just reality in the cap situation. Uh, other news, I can't really think of anything major. Uh, Stamkos, I think, returned to practice today for Tampa Bay, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Hedman is still quarantining. I haven't heard anything about Crawford. Uh, Pasenark is back with Boston. Yeah, I think Austin Matthews. Yeah. Austin Matthews is practicing. Uh, did Tuka I mean, Rask- he's playing right now. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he, he's back. He doesn't give a fuck about his finger. Tuka? Or all- yeah, yeah. Uh, for the listeners, uh, all six of you, he fractured his finger, but he doesn't care because he's a man. It's That's what men do. Hand. They it's tape it. Hand too. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't hurt at all. Flyers news, though, that we haven't really talked about is Flyers have signed Oscar Lindblom to, I think, a three-year, $3 million deal. And I'm pulling those numbers off the top of my head, so no, they could it. be yeah. wrong. No, that's right. Three million yeah, I'm, for a year. I'm so, so smart. Yeah, that's a good. That's a solid move. Uh, no Nolan Patrick. Uh, he was officially shut down for the year, so I think that's good. Um, which is a whole whole fun little argument I got into on Instagram. Is uh, uh, some, somebody asked a simple question: Is Nolan Patrick a bust? Uh, I've heard and, this argument so many times, and you know, I think our first episode ever was me arguing that he's not as good as people made him out to be. But go ahead. Yeah. I don't think he's a boss. I'm I don't think he's start off with that, but go ahead. I don't think it's fair to call somebody a bust due to a non-hockey-related injury that, you know, like health health's more important, and especially when it comes with the brain, the migraines. I don't I, – I'm convinced that a large population of America doesn't actually know how much migraines hurt. Like, I'm, I think they get a headache, and they're like, oh, I have a migraine. It's like, no, you don't. Can you look at light? Then you don't have a fucking migraine. Yeah, I I think I've only ever had an actual migraine once, and it was a nightmare. But I have have family members that, like, chronically get migraines like uh, Nolan Patrick does, and not a thing you want. Yeah, definitely not conducive for a high, highly physical game of hockey. 
Yeah, bright lights everywhere, flashing <laughs> lights everywhere, loud sounds. Head trauma, head trauma here and there. Uh, but no, I think it's good that he's shut down. He'll have a, uh, another year. Um, there was a lot of positive signs for him, and he was doing nothing but ramping up his workouts and getting on the ice. So, uh, yeah, and I don't think he's a bust. You know, there was a weak draft, too, like – the number one and the number two picks aren't the same quality as an Austin Matthews and a Jack Eichel. Like they're not the same type of player, but yeah, he's, he's young. He's got a lot of game left in him potentially. And worst case scenario, if he doesn't ever play again, I don't think he's a bust even then. Well, he's, he's only entry level right now. Anyway, we would have, uh, geez, I got to word this right. Uh, I'm glad that we signed Oscar Limbaugh, but we signed him to a deal that would have been, you know, it's less expensive than if he would have played his entire year. You know, and we did the same thing to Sam Morin. He got hurt again, and we basically just signed him. We signed him for nothing, the league minimum, because he hasn't proved himself yet. Uh, I think Patrick is another one of those guys that we'll we'll put a tender out, we'll sign him, and that deal is going to be a, like another bridge deal, like a three to four year deal, and it's not going to be at that prime money. So these are a lot of players, you know we're looking at the future and the cap situation that are going to make a, a potential, a big difference for the fires. I, I still have an issue with him though. Like I'm, I'm just not really a huge Nolan Patrick fan. I know a lot of people, That's love fine. Him. like there's other podcasts where uh, the podcast members will say nothing but good, happy things about Nolan Patrick. And yeah, he's a great player. I'm not saying he's not, it's just, he's not as good as I think people thought he was. He's not a second pick player. He's like eighth or ninth. Sure. Maybe, but he was second pick in that draft at the time. Yeah, but like in the first episode, we went through a whole bunch of other names that were picked way later than him that were much better. You know? Yeah, but isn't that how the draft works out? Yeah. Every year? Yeah. Yeah. Like... Trust me, if everyone knew what Elias Pedersen was going to do, they were going to, you know, he's the number one pick, hands down. You know, that's why I love uh, these these redrafts. People go through, like, the 2005 and the 6 drafts, and they do, like, a redraft to see where everybody would fall. And without fail, it's never the dudes who are selected in the top five or the top ten. It's always these dudes who, like, Selected 267th overall and selected 156th, you know. Yeah, the sleepers, the deep sleepers, like Dark Horse, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of our better defensemen is un- is an undrafted player. And Myers, you know. Uh, Travis Sanheim was a very low pick who climbed up the ranks after we picked him. Yeah, that's so, true. It's just, it sucks seeing, like, Eichel <laughs> on that list. Uh even yeah. Sam Reinhardt. Well, like, Patrick. Oh Lyde. no! Oh no! Oh no! Hold up! Hold up! Yes, I'm Hold comparing up. Nolan Patrick to Sam Reinhardt right now. You can't. You can't. They're not in the same category. Just He's because still playing, they're though. top five. You know. Yeah, but is is Patrick Line playing though? I literally read a quote from him that's like, "Yeah, it's kind of hard to see myself playing in two weeks." Oh no! In not, his defense, not Patrick He's like Lyde, six Sam foot Reinhardt. eight. Sam Reinhardt? Oh, yeah, but he's... I would I would take Nolan Patrick over Sam Reinhardt. In the long run, yeah. But we see how that... It, it's a hindsight thing, I guess. It, yeah, you're right. It's stupid comparing Sam Reinhardt to Nolan Patrick. They're not the same. Patrick Line. Patrick Line, though. I mean, if he puts down the four I mean, he's a... then... <laughs> I mean, he can't even skate. He's got a fucked up back, which is a killer for a big man like that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I got my notes up from uh, my tirade on uh, Nolan Patrick. Oh, yeah. My, my, first yeah note, I know. my first note was, I'm sorry for taking a huge dump on Patrick. You jerk. My second You're not note sorry. was... You've been doing ex- it since day one. I didn't expect him to be a 90-point player, but... And then the... Be shitting on old Patrick. Yeah. He's I still stand by my original argument. No other team cares, though. No one thinks about Nolan Patrick. 
No one goes, oh, you remember that draft year? Nolan Patrick. No one does it. No He's one... played two years, John. Yeah, Two but... years. Two years. Two years. Two years under a bad coach. That's true. That's true. I He would probably be doing a lot better it's... under AV right now. Yeah. He'd be, yeah, he'd he would, be pulling he off like, be... like Lindblom was. Lindblom wasn't doing this. Like, we have to look at uh, Lindblom, Sandheim. These are, like, there was a number of players. The second that uh, Hackstall was out and Chuck Fletcher came back, or Chuck Fletcher took over that year, um, there was a number of players who immediately just got better. Like, yeah. they were being utilized improperly or something. You know, that, that so, really may be just... a Hackstall thing, now that I'm thinking about it. For real, I mean, like his two years in the in the NHL, his two development years were spent on bad bad Flyers team. I know that we made the playoffs one of those years, but that's because Giroux was like, "Oh, I got a little bit left in the tank," and then just willed the Flyers into the playoffs single handedly. And the other year, he didn't do that, and they sucked. You know, it was another one of those two little too late's. But like, (laughs) if you put him on this team now with this coaching and this style, I see he'll. Him at his worst will do better in this system, and then he'll learn. He'll get better. Yeah, that see that has to say something about the coaching, and then the line makeup and the and the actual team morale. So we have we have that. But what about just sheer sheer talent? Like, yes, he's very talented, but there's other talented people, and we we see players that pretty much like. So yeah, my example. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't talking out of my ass for a second. Tyler Pitlick. Yeah. Dude has more points this this season than Nolan Patrick has ever had. Yeah. Uh, do you, but you do you, do you really think that Scott, Nolan Patrick was healthy? Scott Lawton. I I guess if you're saying like if they're each of their floors are where their floor should be, then they're going to increase roughly the same amount meaning Nolan Patrick would end up higher, you know, maybe he'd be like a high 30s low yeah. 40s player. Um, that's still not second draft position worthy, though. And I, again, we, we got to the whole, like, it doesn't really Third. matter. Yeah. But. You remember, it took Coots six years. I think six years to get beat, start putting, and then Coots, Coots is a different player, you know, but like their first two years are identical in points and in and, and time and everything. I guess. I just don't see him as being as. As big a deal as people made, like, you have two sides of the argument. He's fucking garbage, or he's, like, the most amazing player ever that's had the most unfortunate luck. And it's not either of those. He's he's pretty good. Yeah, I think Nolan Patrick is pretty good. I think that his highest ceiling, like, high high as he can be, is potentially a first-liner, okay? The lowest he can be is a fringe second third liner what i really think he is i think he's a solid second line player and he's a top six guy hands down and those guys are invaluable and i mean we how many teams have we had where the flyers have had three people who deserve to be in the top six and then the rest of it is a third line team for your second your third and your fourth line like that's majority of the flyers teams in the past have been that way yeah so guys Guys like Nolan Patrick, even if he doesn't live up to the hype or whatever, we got to remember that a second round draft pick in his draft year is does not equate to the same as, like I said, a Connor McDavid and an Austin Matthews, a Jack Eichel. These guys are generational talents. Just because Patrick was drafted second overall doesn't mean he has that same talent level. It just means that out of those players, that's what he was projected to be uh it's just simply too early to put a verdict out on him and he's only played two actual years of hockey in the big leagues i mean how many we love morgan frost we love farabee but you know in terms of points farabee's kind of had an up and down year morgan frost wasn't able to crack the lineup you know but we're way more positive on these guys than nolan patrick yeah that's true but i'm also really into farabee so I have always. Ah, I don't get it. I know. I You're know. real weird. I know. You like his name, and it's weird. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's his name, Farabi. I don't know. Farabi. For, for some reason, ah. I really like Farabi. He's not even. He doesn't even produce that much. It's just like he's. 
he's, sort of, he's kind of good at setting things up and being an agitator. I would like more from him, though. I want to see... I would like, like more production I, from him, yeah. I see him getting close, like, in a lot of his plays. Like, like he almost had a play in today's game where he, he skated past a couple people and he would have been open or, or had a good shot. And it seems like he gets to that point where he's almost there and then can't quite finish it. And that takes time. You know, I mean, how many, I, I've said the same thing about Konechny. Konechny had a lot of issues I uh, two years ago. I mean, how snake-bitten was he, if you remember? Like, just hitting the post and everything. So, these things take time. You know, I think he'll get it. It's just, you gotta play more. You gotta get used to it. He's young. He'll fill out, get more muscle, come back with a different attitude. Yeah, this is first season, anyway. He was, uh... This has been... He was trying real hard to get in. No, that was Torinsky I'm thinking of. Torinsky was trying really hard for the longest time to get into the lineup. He I mean, his, he, he did. Got his time too, yeah. it, Didn't last a bit. Man. No. I mean, Twinskis has been, I think, this is the second year he's had a really good preseason. So he's one of those preseason guys, but he just hasn't been able to, to prove, have sustained success. Maybe he never will. Or Yeah, a lot of people who don't, like, follow, like, or, preseason stuff, and they just look at the team, like, when they come out. Uh, in October or whatever, and they're like, oh, who's this person? They they probably don't know that Torinsky's, like, been trying to get onto this team for, like, four or five years straight. Like, yeah, well, at least we're not every year. putting Chris... You know who we didn't take on the bubble? Who? I really think we should have. Chris Stewart. <laughs> Chris Stewart. All right, go ahead. Why? <laughs> well, I just think his veteran leadership brings a whole bunch to it, and we obviously have, he's got a little bit of grit. Best, and we're not well, all about that broad seat bullies, man. Oh, uh, you're just we gotta fight everybody. We're fires. Yeah, I'm just trying to be an old seventies person. Yeah, yeah, an old, an old. <laughs> if you're older than seventy and like flyers, and you just can't see anything other than the broad street bullies, you got a problem. Yeah, hockey's changed a lot. I'm not so I'm not so against the whole like uh broad street bullies banging people up kind of thing but it's just not it's just not the way it's not to conducive win. in today's game. It's not the way to win cups now. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm not it's saying yeah, I'm about definitely speed. If anyone ever says take fighting out of hockey, they can just go jump off a bridge. I'm, fuck that. But they're trying, man. No, no, they're not allowed to do that. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, um, just that play style isn't good anymore. It, it's really it's about speed. It's about precision. It's about the game's a lot more tactical, and uh, it's not. I don't even know that it's not good anymore. It's just it's just not how anyone plays. Yeah, I mean, there's a time and place for finishing checks and laying on the hits, but fast teams also hit a lot. You know, like you don't need a team filled with bruisers. I think so. I think I agree that having your whole fourth, third, and half of your second line as being uh, enforcers does not make any sense anymore. One second, pause. Savvy, everyone. Getting a beer. (laughs) We're not cutting this, by the way. Yeah, we're not cutting this. (laughs) You're going to be in it, getting a beer. Right. At least I put pants on this time. Yeah, I should put pants on this time. Alrighty, well... I don't even remember what you were talking about. I don't know. We were we were agreeing with each other from different sides of the field. And that's why we're friends. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I guess? What the fuck does that mean, John? I guess we're... <laughs> you know what? And that's it. That's how we're ending today's episode of potentially all the episodes of the Flying Bee Podcast. With John guessing he's my fucking friend. Well, I guess we're done the podcast then, huh? <laughs> I'm glad that we were able to do this again with my fake friend, John, here. Uh, I'm glad that hockey's back. I'm glad that we're doing this again. We're going to try to go back to once a week. We have lots of games to talk about. I'd like to think that during these playoffs, we might expand the podcast a little bit and talk more about the games that we've seen and not just the Flyers, just because there's going to be, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be watching a lot of hockey. Yeah, a lot of the, we're probably going to have to expand to talking about other teams a little bit more. I know we already kind of do. Like, 
we don't stick on the Flyers completely all the time. It's just, I don't know, we watch a lot of hockey. We like hockey. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't just I'm, be the Flying P podcast. We should be like the Flying NHL podcast. Who the fuck knows? A flying, yeah, that's right. Fuck this, Flying P. It's over. Flying P died when you said you weren't my friend. But the Flying <laughs> NHL podcast, no, 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 you know. No, no, but we're gonna make our own hockey team. You know, we're now just going to talk about the Seattle Krakens for the rest of the remainder of the playoffs. Oh no, it's like you're a Pittsburgh so, fan or something, and you just drove yourself over uh, to uh, being a Golden Knights fan. So, oh, hey, my, there's nothing wrong. Math left. Oh, I sorry. must leave my my uh, bandwagon team and go to this bandwagon over here now. There's nothing wrong with liking new teams because there's there no reason to hate them yet. <laughs> it's just so funny. All of the Pittsburgh feds were like, uh, uh, I guess I'm not going to call them Knights now. Everyone calls me a bandwagoner yeah, yeah, here. I'll no. be a bandwagoner over there. Oh my god. I love bandwagon fans. Flyers have bandwagon fans right now. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah. Everyone hated us right? for the longest time. It's like there's they this... only like us when we're good. Yeah, I think oh, there's probably a lot of teams are that way though. So, All right. yeah, I mean, we said we were done. Yeah, you're not my friend. The podcast yeah, is over right. yeah, for forever. Anymore, I forgot. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll catch you all next week. Catch you on the flip side. All right, buddy. Adios. Peace.